Welcome everyone to the One Up Fluent Podcast. It's your host, Morgan J. Ingram here, bringing you highly impactful individuals, business owners, innovators, and also highly successful salespeople. And we talk a little bit of business, but we also, what we really talk about here is what are people doing outside of their work and career to be successful in what they do? And so I have a special friend of mine, Tammy McQueen. Yes, she has the coolest last name ever. So they don't, you know, y'all are going to be like, well, how do I get that last name? I don't know. It's a cool last name. And we've been, wow, we've been friends for, we were just talking about five years now, six years now. It's pretty crazy. Uh, so we're both here in the Atlanta area and I've known Tammy, like I said, for quite some time, we always have good conversations and y'all are going to learn a lot from her. Real quick. I want to show some love to one of our sponsors, Lesson Lee, and my guy, Kyle Lacey over there. It's a powerful yet simple readiness and training software for high growth sales teams. And as we all know, it's a virtual environment. So it's really important to have the remote teams on the same page so they can deliver amazing experiences to the customers and prospects. And I love their motto, by the way, do better work. Check them out. They're helping major brands like HelloFresh, Goodwill, Birchbox, and Thrive Market do success. And a lot of their clients are saying that their software gives them a lot more confidence in the way that they onboard their new reps and their existing reps. That's massive. So if you're in the market for it, check them out. Easy to use, easy to adopt. It's Lessonly.com. So it's L-E-S-S-O-N-L-Y.com. And you can also click the link in the show notes to get there as well. Just to give a quick background on what she's up to today. So the VP of marketing at Panoramic Ventures. Uh, also as well, if for those of you who are in the Atlanta area, she used to be at Salesloft. Uh, she also... It, she just she does a lot of stuff. Well, she also is on the is still I believe this is still the case the global social strategy for women who code. I know we had talked about that at one point. Um, also, she's from South Africa, which is like the coolest thing ever. And also as well, I know you work with the New England rugby team. I believe if that I know that the free free jacks. I think that's what they're called. So I mean, she does a lot of awesome stuff, a lot of great stuff in the space within our SaaS, but also as well, she does a lot of great stuff with marketing. So more than happy to introduce Tammy to the show. Tammy, did I miss anything? Anything you want to add? Morgan, it is such a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for having me. It has been such a great opportunity to join you here from our last meeting we had. I think it was four years ago on a podcast. So uh, thank you. What a beautiful intro. I am touched. I'm going to save that. I'm going to play it on record <laughs> and back on a, on, a, on, a, on a low day. So thank you so much. Wouldn't add a thing. I'm honored to be here and join you. Oh, we're, we're happy to have you here. You know, you got to have like a grand entry. We didn't have any fireworks uh, prepared. They said I couldn't do it. So, but we're, but we're here, right? <laughs> so a couple of questions that we asked before we get into the meat of the interview, we always ask people, what are the three things that they do outside of work and their career to make them successful? But we like to dive into some other things before that. So I, as I mentioned earlier, you are from South Africa. So what do you like the most about South Africa? What do you miss the most about it? 
This is such a great question. I'm glad you asked it. I am proudly South African. I love sharing my background and my heritage with everyone that I meet. And I love hearing about folks that have visited the country and have had a positive experience as well. So those are some of my favorite conversations. I've been in the U.S. for almost 20 years, but my family is still in South Africa. So it holds a very special place in my heart. And I've always said, if you have not yet been to Africa, it is such a incredible experience that I hope everyone has the opportunity to do one day in their lives. And going back there just fulfills me so much and just fills my heart and soul with so much about who I am and where I'm from. What I love most about South Africa are the people, and they are such a special nation. They are made up of such a sort of a melting pot, if you will, of different mm. cultures and ethnicities. We have 11 official languages. So you can imagine that comes from years and years and years and years of um, just bringing different cultures together. I miss the way of life. I miss the culture of how people just love to sit and eat for just the enjoyment and the social aspect of it, not for sustenance. Mm -hmm. I found that in the US, we are rushed, we go, we go for dinner and we eat for sustenance and, and that's about all. Or, yeah. you know, we sit down, we're eating our last bite of our entree and we have the server asking us what we want for dessert. In South Africa, I think you'll appreciate this Morgan coming. It has a very European flavor as well. So if you, I know you're a huge fan of London, very similarly, Massive. when we go out, <laughs> yep. when we go out for dinner, like please just let us sit and chat for a while before you even bring us the drink menu. And then we'll enjoy a cocktail or whatever it may be, a green juice if you're into green juice. Um, and then we'll just sit there with a coffee and a drink, and then we'll order a few small plates and buy and the night goes on and on and on. So I miss that the most about South Africa. I miss its people and just the way of life. Yeah, well, I appreciate that breakdown. And probably a lot of people are now looking up flights to go to South Africa now. Uh, <laughs> and, and you said 11. So I'm actually curious before we go to the next question. You said 11 languages. Do you speak any of the 11 languages? People are probably wondering. I do. So I grew up speaking English and mm. then Afrikaans was my second language that I spoke all through uh, grade school and high school, which is a infusion of Dutch and German. So if, say, for example, I'm in the Netherlands and someone is speaking Dutch to me, I can understand mm. them. And if I speak Afrikaans back, they can understand me. Love so it. that's possibly the only place in the world outside of <laughs> South Africa that you would speak that. And then I'm conversational in Zulu as well, which is an African language. And it gets me by. I'm not writing a book or singing <laughs> <laughs> anything in Zulu, but I'm conversational. Well, that's really cool that you can speak in Zulu. I, I had no idea about that. So that that's that's really cool to know. <laughs> so maybe you can give us a nugget in Zulu for uh, for all the people, maybe our Zulu listeners, right? They, they could chime in if they want to. But let's dive into the next thing. So I know the one of the reasons that you came over to the States was because of tennis. So what do you enjoy the most about, I think you still play tennis, right? What is, what is about that? And then also has any of those skills and the mindset that you used in tennis translate to business and what you do today? I did. And tennis was such a huge part of my life. It was really my identity for most of mm. my life coming 
to the US. And it's funny to think back now that my identity is so different to that. It's, it doesn't at all embrace that, um, what brought me here. And I almost call it my coming to America story mm-hmm. is that I played tennis very competitively as a junior. And that's what afforded me the opportunity to come to the US and play at a division one collegiate level. Incredibly thankful for that opportunity because it exposed me to the academic side of the world in, in the US, but also different opportunities here where I shifted that identity and my focus to the academic side of things and really poured into that, um, got my undergrad and grad and went to grad school as well. And I think tennis was such a great way to be so disciplined. You are there mm. on your own if you play in singles. And so you have to be disciplined just like a, a runner or a swimmer to go out there and practice on your own skill. Yeah. And really and truly, you had to just get better yourself every single day. So you were competing against yourself really and truly and your own ability because every different player that you played against brought a different level of skill, a different style of play as well. So if I translate that into business world today, everyone that you work with in a cultural setting in the business world or different problems that you approach are going to bring something different. So being disciplined to stay true to your process and your focus and your outcomes is really helpful no matter what situation you put in, just knowing what your strengths are and also knowing what your weaknesses are to be able to play against that um, is really helpful. And just, and just, you know, staying focused, keeping your head down, working really, really harder than anyone else around you. It's something that I think I bring from, from being an athlete. Yeah, uh, for most we've had a couple people on here that have been athletes before, whether they did it in college or they actually was the pros and they speak on the same things. Is that the discipline of what they're doing and what you think of tennis and even golf and sports like that, where there could be a single like it's a different mindset, right? Because if you're doing basketball or football, like, yes, you still have to obviously have that discipline, but there's other people that are involved. But when it's just you, that requires a different mindset and obviously that translates to business. So we appreciate you sharing that. So so now we're gonna get to like the meat of it. And what the questions we're gonna ask is just for you to think about what are the three things that you do outside of your career and work that make you successful? But before you answer that question, uh, what is your day to day look like? Like what are you doing right now? So people can understand what you go through and why these things behind it are important. Yes, so I absolutely love what I do. It is such a gift. And mm. I am, it is such a privilege to work with founders every single day. And what I do in my day to day is I know it's such a cliche that says no two days are the same. Yep. However, this is where I am. And I'll give you a bit of background. Um, I have been with a venture backed startup and also raised their early rounds. So being um, the first marketing hired sales loft, I had the great opportunity to see what it was like to raise a series A round and series B and go through those funding rounds. And then starting my own company, we bootstrapped and then also worked with uh, VC-backed tech-enabled companies. Now I'm on the other side of the table as Um, a venture firm where we invest in early stage through Series B tech-enabled companies. And so what's exciting about what I do is, one, I do the brand and marketing for Panoramic Ventures. This encompasses everything from what you see in the media, interviews, 
to how we position ourselves in the market. And then also on that side is working with our founder success program. This is, you know, post-term sheet. So just as exciting as it is to sign that term sheet and get your fundraising round, I work with a team that helps you become successful and put those dollars to work. So Mm. whether it's your go-to-market strategy, your hiring, um, finding the right um, software technologies that you need to use to be able to scale faster and accelerate that hiring or that growth stage, I get to work with founders on doing that. Um, I also am behind Startup Showdown, which is our monthly pitch event where founders everywhere, um, early stage founders, apply to pitch um, investor guest judges and for every month. And they have a chance to win $120,000 investment from Panoramic and will join our portfolio of companies as well. So that is in terms of marketing that event, but also the production and logistics behind that. We host it virtually, but we are going to be in Miami at the end of September as well in person. And so um, quite a bit around that as well. So that is um, high level. Yeah. Um, so a little bit of stuff. The main areas, <laughs> the main little, areas little of what we do. And then, of course, um, I also am on the board, the technology board of our company. Uh, we are a tech-enabled and data-driven uh, VC firm, uh, which is quite unique. We have a full technology team in-house. We have a mm. CTO as well as a um, head of product marketing, um, head of product and engineers. So we build our own software as well that supports our portfolio companies and also um, other technologies as well. So um, it's a lot of fun. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it sounds like a lot of fun. I mean, anytime that you can go to Miami for your job, you're you're definitely having fun, right? But I wanted y'all to really (laughs) hear all the things Tammy's doing because the the breakdown she's going to give is going to be helpful if you all have as much as what she just said, or if he's even close to that, uh, these tips will be helpful. So Tammy, talk to us. What are the three things that you're doing outside of your work and your career, right, that are helping you being successful today? Oh, you know, in the early days of my career, you don't necessarily believe in burnout, but it's a real thing. Mm -hmm. And so for me to stay healthy and have an active mind and come in inspired every single day, there are ways outside of work that I really need to stay focused. And so... I have found a cadence that works for me. doesn't work for everyone. But what I will say is that Monday through Friday are really, really intense days. Many days are significantly longer than mm-hmm. a nine to five. And I'm happy that way. I love it. And um, But I've also got to recharge. And yep. recharging is really important for me. So um, Saturdays, I try to... I don't like the word unplugged because I feel really disconnected, Mm -hmm. but I have that day to really recharge, clear my mind. And I do things such as going to an infrared sauna, which I really, really love. It allows me time. The best. It's the best. I know know (laughs) you're a huge fan of this. Um, Yep. And and truly it is. There's so many different benefits and qualities that allow me to think and get outside. We're so inside the business most of the time that Mm -hmm. we don't have or we don't allow ourselves that opportunity to think outside the business. 
And so this time is I don't have my phone because if I'm bringing my phone in there, it's about to blow up and go into smoke because <laughs> it's so hot. Yeah. So I leave it out there, put in some chill vibes, some good music. Um, and then I just helps me think. Some of my best thoughts come from that environment. And, and um, I think that's really important to turn down on a Saturday to refuel and to find that time, just get rooted, walk around without shoes on, in the grass, be outside, play some tennis, get back to some of those things that remind me why I'm here and how I got here and remind me of some of the things like from the early, early days. So I love doing that. Um, so that that's one area where I focus on. Um, and then exercise. It has mm. been such an important part of my entire life that having that area is really, really critical. If I don't get up in the morning and just get some sort of form of activity in, the rest of my day is sluggish. I won't say it's ruined because I don't want to tie myself to something that has such a negative sway on my right. day. But some movement is really good for me. It really helps me. It stays engaged. It allows me to push myself as well. And I think that's really, really important. Um, gosh, and then the third thing for me that keeps me inspired and engaged is travel. Okay. Now, this has been really challenging over the past 18 months or so for everyone involved. Mm -hmm. um, but I have been fortunate enough to take some um, really safe travel domestically over the past year and um, both work-related and fun-related. So what I will say, what I've learned to do even with work travel is that find a day, even if it's half a day, that you can take some time to do something fun. If it is a dinner or a breakfast or something like that, try and bring that into your work travel. But for me, it's it's helpful. I am the most productive on a plane, whether I have my laptop in front of me or some thoughts. I get a lot accomplished on a plane and in the in the lounge beforehand. So I find myself being productive, but also I'm inspired when I'm taken into another place um, where there are different norms and, and different cultures. Um, it gives me a different pace of life and it inspires me quite a lot. I mean, it brought up a lot of great points here. We're about to dive into these. So it sounds like, you know, number one is finding a recharge day. Uh, and basically we dove into like infrared sauna, getting out in nature, uh, changing your environment. So that was like number one. Number two, it sounds like that's exercise. So movement, we'll talk about that in a minute. And then the third piece was travel. So finding a day to do something fun, traveling if it's locally, right? Because obviously the current situation we're in, once it opens up, you know, we'll, <laughs> we could revisit this and tell you cool places to go, right? But these are the three that I heard from you. So I think the one that we want to start with is the recharge. But then I have a question because you mentioned burnout. And I saw this question the other day because uh, it's, it's an interesting question. So do you believe that burnout and lack of motivation are two different things do you feel like they're the same like how do you how do can people go through burnout or prevent burnout we're going to talk about as part of one number one but do you actually think that burnout and lack of motivation are two different things or do you think they're the same talk to us a little bit more about that mm, it's a good one i think we're gonna get some heat here <laughs> yeah yeah Sometimes, i know so people are gonna be like, um, what the heck so yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see what your feedback is on this one 
So number one, you can't rely on motivation to get through life because it's going to wane. It's going to come and it's going to go in waves. And if you are relying on motivation alone, it's not going to happen. So I would encourage you to be disciplined. Discipline is going to carry you. It's going to get you up every day. It's going to get you through your email. It's going to get you through some of those tougher times. Motivation is fun, um, but discipline is what keeps you there. Now, when the discipline is no longer there to get you through those challenging times, I think that's when the burnout creeps in. Mm-hmm. Um, when you are disciplined, you have to fuel that in some way by inspiration. Now, when you are no longer inspired, I think that's when your burnout comes. And it's, you know, no longer, it, it, it's hard. When the, when the grind wears you all the way down, it, it's no longer an inspiration. Mm-hmm. And so I think you have to find ways where most of the time we're in a marathon. This isn't a sprint. Mm-hmm. I know the startup world is a sprint, but if you're not giving your best self, you're useless to everyone else. So you've got to be able to find what refuels yourself. Um, But burnout is very real. I know a lot of folks don't think it is. And you almost have to scrape your knees yourself and feel it and see what it's like um, before you know what it is. But I think think lack of motivation is, is separate. I think you can't put motivation and burnout in the same sentence because we burnout all the time because there's many Mondays where I just am not motivated to get yeah, through my you inbox. Just, you wake up and you're like, all right, yeah, that's just not for me today. <laughs> like, it's I'm not, not for me that. today. I just don't have the vibe. Yeah. Well, you yeah. know what? You, you're in a pretty bad place if you're just not going to show up because you're not motivated. Yeah. Discipline helps you show up every single day. It helps you stay in the game. Now, burnout is staying in the game and keeping moving even when you don't want to. So learning how to stay in the game um, and not getting burnt out is really where it's at. And that's the real luxury of this game. Yeah. Well, I I love that breakdown said beautifully by you. And the follow-up question I have to that is going into like the point number one in having a recharge day. And when most people will mention that they have a recharge day or get into different saunas or talking about environment, there was a moment where things changed for them and they had to make changes. So what was the moment for you that you had to realize that you needed Saturday as your recharge day? Oh gosh, I'm not sure if there was just one specific moment, but I Mm. found that that was what worked for me. I no longer can go out on a Friday night raging. (laughs) (laughs) I just can't. It just, it's, not, it's not the vibe anymore. It's not you. <laughs> it's not my vibe, but it was also a lot easier 10 years ago, too, <laughs> if I'm being honest. But the thing is, for me, I am not at my best. I don't perform well. I mm. go so hard. I'm, not, I'm a zero to 220 volts kind of person. Um and so I I like to say, listen, I'm not gonna be able, I'm not gonna half-ass it. So yeah, I'm I'm going all in all the time. So come Friday night, I I just cannot go out. I'm useless. Yeah, you're done. It's it's, it's your time. I'm it done. That's it. I I'm tapped out. I want to go for a walk. I want to spend the time alone by myself. I'm an extrovert by nature. I'm off the charts extrovert. So yeah. for me on a Friday night, I'm done. I, that, that's, that's my time to just, you know, recharge. 
But then Saturday, I know that when I'm in a good mental and physical state, I'm up by seven anyway on a Saturday. Yeah. And some people are like, whoa, that's crazy. But you know what? That means I'm at my optimal because yeah. I want to get up. I want to exercise. I want to eat healthy. I want to fuel my body. And I want to recharge. Now, recharge for me doesn't mean sleeping till noon, 1, 1 p.m. on the weekends because yeah. that cadence and rhythm in my body doesn't work. Well, my body doesn't know it's Wednesday or Sunday. You know? Yeah. So um, being healthy on the weekends is really important to me. And then Saturday, if I want to go out with friends, I want to do that during the day um, because Sunday, come Sunday, I don't want to wake up with a hangover on a Sunday morning and then I'm useless the rest of the day anyway. Yeah. You're a zombie. You can't do anything. And you didn't really, exactly. you didn't really recharge. You just zapped yourself. No. <laughs> so pro tip, if you do want to go out with friends, do it during the day so that yeah. you get a good night's sleep and you're ready to go on Sunday. You can retreat. You can always retreat back day drinking. Oh, y'all, I'm too tired. I'll see y'all later. And then you never see them later. Yeah, it's a good tactic. Yes, <laughs> that is the best move you can make. Just take it from take it from experience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then Sundays, then, you know, Sundays I wake up and um, I love to go for a nice walk or a run, get an exercise yep. in. I always get the newspaper. Um, I like to have something that I can feel in touch. I usually get the New York Times um, for the Sunday, make some good coffee at home. I love a good espresso and I'll sit and I'll just read the newspaper, do a couple of crosswords. Oh my gosh, yeah. this sounds terrible. It sounds <laughs> great. Um, <laughs> But you have your but routine. That's what I love. You have your it's routine. It's my routine. I love it. And then um, I'll get stuck into work in the afternoon. Okay. So weekends, you're making sure that you can still be somewhat, you're being, you're being productive, but also at the same time, you're finding time to recharge in the way that you see fit. So you have, mm -hmm. you mentioned infrared saunas. And how did you get into that? Well, did someone say, hey, go to the sauna? Where is it like, yeah, like something happened and you needed to start going there? Like, what was the point in that? My mom has always been a big believer in an infrared sauna and we had okay. one growing up. And it's always been something that has uh, been front and center in terms of so many healing properties that it has and hasn't really been that big in the U.S. until different franchises popped up with the opportunity to make it accessible yeah. to do so. Now it's a lot more accessible to be able to do that. Um, I am South African, which we have already established. So uh, cold cryotherapy, not for me. That's like not a, willingly like going to freeze myself. <laughs> you're not going to come to the freeze tank? <laughs> you know, anything below 55 for me is Arctic. <laughs> so that is out of the question for me. <laughs> so you started getting into saunas and what have been so some people might be interested they might like hey tammy this sounds really cool what have been the healing mentioned healing properties what are some things that you've experienced since going consistently yeah going consistently i think mentally has really helped me turn off it helps me think clearly i try and go through a guided meditation you can do that simply through one of the apps that um, are readily available to folks um, 
And also, I would encourage you to look at um, sometimes your credit cards have different partnerships with these apps. So they actually give you a um, like a refund. So they credit you for some of these apps that you can use, which I encourage you to check out. That's um, a pro tip also, right there. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. So check that out. Just as they give you these um, sort of uh, credits for your Netflix subscription, they do that for your meditation as well. So use it wisely. There you go. I love it. Um, And then I think for inflammation and for stretching, it allows me to do that. I'm not a yoga person. Um, I'm just not going to, if I'm laying down, I'm snoozing. (laughs) So... (laughs) Um, so for me, it's allowed me to get in there and stretch and just take care of my body. So make sure to not tell Tammy that you're going to go to ice chambers because she won't join you and she's not <laughs> join you for yoga either. So these are things that we're learning, but the infrared sauna has been helpful in those regards. Now, this actually is starting to move into exercise for you, but I actually want to dive deeper to this. So you talked about getting out to nature as well as part of that recharge what was something that really propelled you to start moving towards getting out in nature or has this always been something that you've done that's helps you get a more healthy environment? I grew up outside. I yep. grew up playing in the driveway. I grew up playing outside in the pool and didn't grow up with technology at all. Mm. Um, so for me, that's always just been part of who I am. I love being outside. I love playing. I don't love running on a treadmill. I don't love yep. being in the gym. I need to be in the gym for bone density and health reasons. Sure. Um, but I, I want to play. I want to be outside. I want to be that child and play sport. I, I'm a mega sports fan, which you know. Um, yeah. But um, I just want to be outside. Just give me something to play with, run, mm. walk, touch the earth. Um, <laughs> do you feel? Do you feel like? It. Do you feel like most people don't do that anymore? I feel like that's not. It's not a thing that people do. They rather you mentioned technology. People rather sit on their iPad, their computer, their whatever, and just never leave at all. Whether it's a week or or a weekend. Like, do you have some advice or some people out there that are listening? They're probably like, "Well, Tammy, I don't ever leave my house. I don't want to do what you're saying." What 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 would be your advice for them? Or how can they start? You know, I think just take a step outside. Uh, you know, for example, Peloton has made it so easy just to stay inside and get your yeah. your bike. But there's so many rideshare bikes out there. Hop on a scooter. Just try something different. See something out there, but have a purpose. Even if it's going to the grocery store, instead of driving or Instacarting or Grubhub or something like that, get on your a scooter or just walk. And, yeah. and it's amazing what you'll see outside. It's, you'll see, um, you know, on Instagram, I post about it all the time. And Twitter is little, um, little signs or things along the way or local vendors. Um, stop at a local shop. Go to a local um, convenience store or a farmer's market, but have a place to go. And that yeah. always makes it a lot easier because you have to accomplish that task anyway but take a different form of transport to do so. So you have to go to the grocery store or yep. something like that, or you have to pick up something, try walking, or yep. you have to return something to UPS or FedEx, 
try walking, hop on a scooter, get a ride share bicycle. Shout out, shout out to the scooters. <laughs> even though, even though we don't have gang. It, yeah, we don't have as many in Atlanta due to like people just being ridiculous, but shout out to scooters. <laughs> Exactly. So I would just say, have a purpose of where you're going. Don't just aimlessly walk. You'll be miserable and you'll be bored. I get really bored if I don't have a purpose of what I'm doing. Mm. Um, so have a purpose. Go out there. Um, you know, I'm not saying advocating. I'm sure there's a, a lot of guys listening here. I'm not saying go get a picnic and sit in the park. Okay. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Is that your thing? Picnic in the park? <laughs> you know what? I can't tell you the last time I've actually had a picnic in the park. I can tell you how many times a picnic has been promised to me. <laughs> but not actually happened. Picnic in the park, that, that's, a, that's a rare thing. You only really see that like in TV shows and movies. Like I don't even know last time I've even seen a picnic in the park. Exactly, exactly. So have a purpose in mind. Go do something. Go visit someone. Just get outside. Have a walking meeting. If you don't have to be on Zoom, take a meeting while you're walking. It is phenomenal. The amount of freedom you have in talking and not having your shoulders scrunched up to your neck. Yeah. Um, where you have that freedom of thought, you have that freedom of movement as well. Mm -hmm. It's fantastic. I highly recommend it. I know, I know. Getting an interruption in the middle of the episode and having an ad pop up in the middle of a great point is the worst. However, I want to show some love to my organization and sponsor, JB Sales. And as many of you know, I started out giving out sales content on a YouTube channel and podcast called the SR Chronicles. And I created the one up formula to figure out different concepts. However, on a day-to-day -day basis, I'm still talking about sales. And I am a business professional that happens to give out sales techniques and a sales trainer over at JB Sales. And we train reps for leading companies like Slack, Google, MindBody, Salesforce, and many fast-growing companies like that. And what some of you may not know, hot tip, is that you can access our content for yourself with our new on-demand platform. So people are constantly asking me for my sales tips and constantly asking questions from multiple platforms like on Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, and everything that I talk about is inside of the on-demand platform. And we're seeing crazy results from people all across the board. And people are DMing me telling me, hey, we're, we're scheduling 20x more meetings, 2x on our cold call conversions and using video prospecting to schedule net new meetings into accounts they never were able to. So if you're interested in this, on these incredible results that we're seeing, feel free to check us out. And if you're in sales, and if you're looking to up your sales game, this is for you. So check us out, JB Sales On Demand over at ondemand.jbarrows.com. That's ondemand, J-B-A-R-R-O-W-S.com. And per usual, I'll put the link in the show notes. All right, let's get back in the episode. So, I mean, I love this so far. We're going to hop into exercise because it's going to go into it. But basically for everyone here, like it sounds like you want to, to make sure you're avoiding burnout, right? Because we talked about being disciplined. The things that we're talking about, you have to be disciplined to do them. So Tammy goes every, I see her story. She goes like every Saturday, I typically go like, 
Friday morning. Like everyone is different on how they go about it. But if you make it part of your routine and you're disciplined about it, you'll start seeing the benefits. Even on Sundays, like I would walk to the park. Right. And that was my routine. Right. Just to get outside and just to get some fresh air. Didn't see any pic- didn't see any picnics uh, at all. But like at least, you know, I was able to walk around. Right. So that was that was a that was a good time. So for everyone, find your day to recharge. I really love that. No one's really mentioned that before. But let's go into exercise. So I recently did an interview with. Anthony, uh, who is going to be on this this podcast soon, and he talks about his routine of exercising. And it's interesting because on these episodes, people will mention exercise as one of their three, but everyone has talked about how they exercise differently, whether it's they just walk, they just walk around, they run around wherever their area is. No, some people are like, I am only gym, but I do it every day. So what's your routine with exercise and how do you stay disciplined with it? Yeah, I get bored very quickly with a routine. So I, I like to change things up, but I also have to un- unleash that inner athlete. Okay. Um, so I need to be challenged. I don't I don't like classes. I th- maybe that came through from the yoga, whatever else it is, but I do not go to <laughs> fitness classes. You're really against yoga classes, chirotherapy. Okay, we're just we're talking about things of not asking like you to do. <laughs> I don't like it. I'm not going. Um, you're not going to find me at Barry's. I'm not at Orange Theory. I'm, I'm at none of those. I'm perfectly fine to motivate myself yep. into the gym. But I have always, um, in, in some capacity, worked with a personal trainer. Um, it's not an accountability thing, but it's something that can help me push my body and okay. push myself further than I would push myself because I'm, not because I need it, but I really like it. Um, I don't know enough about weightlifting or I don't know enough about fitness to be able to prescribe the plan to myself. So I really like that. Um, so I work with a personal trainer. Um, I have the body where it's like, you know, she works with a personal trainer, but she also likes champagne and cheese boards. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and so do you coordinate that with, this is important because some people might want to get a trainer. Do you coordinate with the trainer to say, do you find that trainer that you're like, hey, I obviously want to continuously stay in shape and be healthy and make sure that I don't have burnout and I'm not stressed, but I also want to be able to enjoy my life. How important is it to have that conversation with your trainer to make sure that obviously you're on the same page? It's so important to find the right trainer to keep yourself inspired. Because if you have a trainer that is forever telling you and knocking you, oh, don't eat that, do eat this. And for some people, that's what they need. For me, that's not the right prescription. I want someone that encourages me and inspires me to go work out and to go to the gym, but also leaves room for me to live life to the max. Like I'm not restrictive in living life. I'm absolutely not going to do that. And I always say, do the thing you're supposed to do in the place you're supposed to do it. If you're in Rome, if you find yourself in Positano or on the Amalfi coast, go ahead and eat that pasta, baby. Oh, that, like, sounds like a, that sounds like a great time. So, <laughs> you know, like, come on. For sure. Yeah, once. Live life to the max. But, you know, 
support that lifestyle through your exercise. So for me, I'm in the gym. I do some weights. I'm not heavy weights. I'm all mm. of five foot two and, you know, soaking wet. I'm not much over a hundred pounds. So, you know, like <laughs> I need from that bone density, it's really important for women to get that um, exercise for your bones and for your muscle health. Really, really important. Um, and then cardio. I like to play games. I want to be outside. I want to play tennis um yeah just about any of that but i'm in the i get a good workout probably high intensity workout about five days a week okay that, i mean I, I love that so you're five days a week so then i'm gonna come back to that because you probably didn't start out that way of like hey i'm five days a week you obviously did tennis so there was workouts there was there ever a time where that slipped like you weren't doing you weren't working out consistently as you wanted to because i'm assuming with tennis tennis you did and then there was a period where you didn't and then was there something that happened where you're like i need to get a trainer and i need to go five times a week um, maybe there's a story that you could mention here that could relate to some people listening in yeah, absolutely. And I want to be clear and say for everyone that might be listening and think, oh, wow, you know, she's got it all together. She's working out five days a week. She's got a personal trainer. She's going outside. She's got everything going for her. Wow, that seems easy and great. And that's not the case. Yes, you know, on a great week, that's what it looks like. Mm -hmm. But there are many weeks where I fall off and it's really, really tough to be in the gym five days a week because I'm exhausted. I've got a very stressful work week coming up. The, um, you know, the workload is significantly higher and I'm just tired yeah. and I don't make it every, every day. But even just getting something in is really important to just not feel as if you are completely crushed for what you're doing. But yeah, I've I've been absolutely burnt out in my career in starting a business where I just was not taking care of myself. I was burning the candle at both ends and I prioritized, oh, let me have an extra hour of sleep instead of working out. But yeah. my mind and body needed some workout. Um, so now if I am not working out or if I don't clock a workout on my on my on my watch or something like that yeah there's probably something going on and i'm probably not at my optimum yeah. so me just getting even a walk-in there are times when i just i'm not even inspired to get a walk-in so it's normal I, mm. I want people to realize that my best is when i'm getting five workouts a week i'm eating well i'm yep. eating healthy i'm getting enough sleep Sleep is important. I never thought it was that important, but I am not my best without good sleep. And so um, be kind to yourself. You're not always going to have a five workout week. You're not even going to have three. Some, some weeks, like last week for me was really challenging. I maybe yeah. got three in and then coming back is, is pretty tough. So yep. be kind to yourself. And, you know, I've, I've felt that burnout. I've felt where I just, wasn't inspired to get out there and um uh sometimes i just need to you just have to power through it sometimes yeah yeah i i it's it's one of those things where uh, i remember my mentor said this to me maybe six years ago and it's always stuck with me and it's probably just a cliche quote at this point but it's like the pain of discipline and the pain of regret right so you could have the pain of discipline to show up to the gym or the pain of regret where you know there could be things that in the future that 
happen yeah. because you weren't working out and you weren't doing these things. And obviously we're not trying to go morbid here, but that's the reality. So, you know, <laughs> and, and what you're talking about, you want to give yourself grace because there are times where these things don't happen. I'm glad you mentioned that because everyone's like, whoa, she's doing saunas, nature, right? Exercising, she's traveling. Like, How is she doing this? Well, sometimes it doesn't all happen that way, but we have to give ourselves grace to make sure that we continuously can move forward and strive for the five workouts a week and all those things that you mentioned. Absolutely. And be kind to yourselves. And uh, one of the biggest things is don't compare yourself to someone else. You don't know, like, I don't have little ones. I don't have children. I don't mm. have a significant other that I'm, you know, cooking dinner for or being in a in a partnership with. And, and that's time that's for myself. So don't compare yourself where you are in your life and what is so incredible and amazing that you're accomplishing to what I'm doing. It's so different. And even what you see on social media, everyone, no one's posting their failures. No one's posting no. how many times they hit snooze. They are posting <laughs> the highlight reel. And just as I post my highlight reel, everyone else's too. So do not compare your lowest day to someone's highest high. Okay, so it's really important for you to only benchmark against yourself because everyone else is at a different part of their life. Everyone's at a different timeline. Everyone's doing things at their own pace. Mm -hmm. Improve your pace and stay in the game. Keep your foot on your gas pedal and know when you can accelerate. But don't let your foot off that gas pedal because you're going to go backwards. You're going to start rolling backwards and you're going to stall out. That's when you stall out. You might go full-on acceleration or you might mm -hmm. just be humming down the road. And that's okay, but keep your foot on the gas. And I love it. Great breakdown. And even what you had talked about earlier of being at your optimum, and that's what it is, is that there are gonna be things that happen, there are gonna be obstacles, but in order to operate at that level, sleep, you've mentioned that, uh, making sure that you have a day to yourself, uh, are you doing the exercises? And ultimately that leads into, is what it sounds like, and you can comment on it more before we go into the travel piece, is not sleeping is not something you should do. Uh, it sounds cool, right? Because you wanna get so much done, but we've had multiple guests say that sleep, you got to get it. You got to exercise. You got to make sure that you're having a day to continuously elevate yourself and recharge. And uh, I think that's just really important for everybody because you mentioned you want to be at your optimum. And I think those things all are, are bringing it together. So you mentioned highlight reel. So now we got to talk about travel. So how do you go about scheduling your travel in a way that you're going to enjoy it? And the reason and how and and this is this is why I'm asking the question. So, like, do you when you travel, is it just you? Is it with people? How are you doing your travel so that you could be at this optimal level that we've been talking about? I am a great solo traveler. <laughs> I, I'm just, I love traveling by myself. I'm on the same way. So I, yeah, I love traveling by myself. It eliminates a lot of headaches, unfortunately. For, um, you know, I've got my routine down, I'm pre-checked, clear, only take a carry-on no matter where I'm going, however long I'm going for, and I, I have my routine. 
And I like it. I don't want to chit chat on a plane. I want to get down and work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so miserable. Those. I don't want to watch movies. Nothing. I just want to do my thing. Yep. Um. So most of my travel has been. Uh, it's not really planned out way far in advance. I don't have any vacations planned. Put it that way. Um. So um, that are big planned right now. It's just doesn't fit into what I'm doing right now, but I have taken a couple longer weekends. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'll, I'm, I'm okay traveling by myself. I enjoy traveling by myself. Um, and then if it's a work trip, um, you know, being able to find uh, an evening where I can either meet up with friends that I know in that city or one of my favorite things to do in a new city is go to a sports game. Okay. And love doing that. I absolutely love it. I go by myself usually because unless there's someone um, that I know in the city that wants to go along, yeah, or I just do it at the last minute. I love it and um, make friends with everyone around me. Throw popcorn, drink a beer, eat a hot dog, whatever it may be. I love it, and that's become quite a staple part of um, my travels. I. Love the fact that you're a big solo traveler. I am the same way and people don't get it. I'm like, I I don't know what to tell you. I'm the same way. I got my routine, right? I do not want to talk to people in the airport in general. Like someone's like, hey, no, I really like, I literally have like hoodie on, AirPods on. Like I'm really not trying to talk to anybody. So I understand where you're coming from on that. Now you've mentioned that you have the work travel. This is a question that I have for you because I think most people, when they go into work travel, they only go to get the work done, but don't have a plan around the work trip. So like one of the plans that I always have is if you're going to be in a city, I got it from Gary Vee, but you maximize the time. So if I'm going to be in Chicago for a day, I'm not going to just go for that one meeting. I'm going to try to meet as many people as I can because I'm in Chicago. So talk about like the, some tactics and some tips around work travel. Cause I think it'll help a lot of people that are listening in that are probably early in their career. Absolutely. So I'll give you um, an idea in terms of if you're going for a meeting or you're going for an onboarding or you're going for a conference, understand, maybe talk to someone else in your organization. Maybe it's the customer success team, maybe it's the marketing team and understand if they are key clients or customers in that region. Find out who they are, ask them where they are in the stage of what they are part of um, their cycle, their deal cycle, if they have not yet closed or if they're a great customer, ask what the situation is. Reach out to them or ask for an introduction and say, hey, I'm going to be in the city. Can I bring you a coffee? Or Mm -hmm. would you like to meet at X Park? But have a specific ask. Just don't say, hey, I'm going to be in your city because I'm going to be like, okay, cool. Good luck. Yeah. (laughs) Have a specific plan around that. So say, for example, you are going for a training from 9 to 3 p.m., okay? Mm-hmm. Typically, I wouldn't put something in the morning, but around 4 or 5 o'clock, say, hey, I heard that this is a great happy hour spot. I'm going to be there. Would you like to join with someone else from your company or team? I'm bringing some folks together that are our customers. Would you like to join? Set it up buy a round of drinks and meet these folks and connect other folks who are mega fans as well. So that's an easy way. Then you still have time to go for dinner with 
yourself yeah. or some friends. That's a quick and easy way to go. You also don't intrude in their um, their personal lives, whether they have children or not. Yep. Now that's one way to do it. Um, for me, um, now on the reverse side, say you're going for a, um, a holiday, but you know you want to get some work in um, for a long weekend. I might be traveling to a city. And I know, for example, we have several portfolio companies in this specific city. So I reach out to them beforehand and say, hey, I'm going to be in the city because I'm coming for X, Y, and Z. I have a bit of freedom on Thursday evening. I would love to connect with you. Let's chat. I'd love to take you for a coffee or let's go for a walk or something. And that way I get to be connected to our portfolio companies, but I also get to be on my own trip as well. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I love this advice and I think it's for everyone here, whether you're a business owner, a sales professional, or you're looking to get into these fields, you're, you're going to take some type of work travel. So if you do that, maximize your time because you never know the connections you can make while you're in that city. Um, obviously, Absolutely. Tammy is doing this and there's there's a lot of success with it. And then also get on Twitter. Say that you're coming to a specific city. Ask for recommendations on Twitter. Yeah. Ask for recommendations on LinkedIn. Hey, Miami, I'm going to be in the city for the next three days. Who should I connect with? Because I want to accomplish this, this, and this. Yeah. Don't just say, hey, Miami, what's up? I'm in town. <laughs> cool. We don't care. Yeah. It doesn't matter. What's the purpose? Hey, Miami, I am in the city for this purpose. I would like to accomplish this objective. Who can help me reach that objective? Mm. And then you go from there. I like that. Wait, run that back one more time. Someone might have taken notes. So say that that one more time for people who want to take notes on that one. Okay. All right. Hey, city. So, hey, Miami, I will be in the city for the next three days. For the purpose of, insert blank, I would like to accomplish X, Y, Z. Who can help me do that? Mm. And that's it. That's strong. There's, there's your script. I love it. I love it. Y'all are getting scripts. You're going to sign up for infrared saunas. You're going to do picnics in the park. We're learning. We're, I mean, there's the range of knowledge in this podcast already. It's crazy. So <laughs> I want to also talk about a little bit more on the travel. Then we'll get to the final question that we always ask people. So you mentioned the work travel. You mentioned, obviously, your solo travel. So for you, how do you decide how often that you do the solo travel? And the reason I'm asking this question is because there are people in here who are probably like, well, I may not have the budget to do travel as much, or I don't know where to start, but they want to take like maybe mini trips. They think that maybe a trip is like five weeks. So talk to us a little bit more on how you decide these solo trips and how it makes you feel refreshed when you come back. I've learned in my solo travel that if you wait for someone to go with you, you may never go. Mm. And so sometimes you just have to get up and go. Now, everyone is at a different point in their lives financially and based on their budget. So you have to do what's right for you. When you're thinking about taking these trips and you've never taken a solo trip before, I would consider reaching out to a friend in a different city and traveling to that city alone, okay? Mm -hmm. And then stay with your friend in that city but then go exploring by yourself during the day. 
once you get a bit comfortable with that, then maybe consider finding accommodation by yourself as well and yeah. looping that into the whole process. Now, you could do something that's regional that you could drive to. That's probably a good start um, just to get familiar with that um, and then maybe expand it further. You, you don't need to be a solo traveler if it's not your thing. Yeah. Um, don't put that pressure on yourself to feel like you have to do it, but I would encourage you to give it a shot. That's what we encourage people on this podcast. Give it a shot. Try different things. If they don't want to do a solo trip, what are other trips that, that you'd recommend to people uh, in terms of travel that allows you to, again, have some fun and get away from the madness? Um, you know, I think there are so many different programs out there, especially training programs, health and wellness programs, where you can meet other people that have the mm. same interests as you. That's always a good, good approach. There's definitely other tour guides that encourage the same audience and type of people to do the similar things that they enjoy. So that's always a good place to start as well. Love it. Well, Tammy, thank you so much for the great guidance you provided on all these different things and telling us how to block off our time a day to get better and continuously recharge and not burn out like you talked about. So the question we always ask people to end is what is the best piece of advice that you have received recently? So much good advice. Um, this was such a profound quote that I heard and our managing partner, Paul Judd, shared it with me mm -hmm. a couple months ago when he was preparing for the Georgia Tech commencement speech. And it was um, a quote from a former president of Morehouse College um, from Benjamin E. Mays. And it's, it's such a profound question, uh, sort of a profound thought. And I'll, I'll read it to you. Um, it says, whatever you do, Strive to do it so well that no person living and no person dead and no person yet to be born could do it any better. Mm. That's a deep one. So no one living, no one dead, no one yet to be born could be, do it any better. And, and really that for me was just this advice a very indirect advice. It wasn't given to me, but it was said. And it just sort of had this light bulb moment where it said, just strive to do the best you can in whatever it is. I don't care what it is. If you yeah. are baking apple pies or you are building software or you are sling slinging software, just strive to do the best that you can, that no one out there could do it any better. I love that. I, f I feel like you mentioned the apple pies. It goes back to the picnics. So I absolutely all my <laughs> So it went right back to it, but, but no, I'm maybe in, so. Yeah, and all serious, no seriousness though. Like that is an excellent quote because whatever you find is your passion or whatever you find, you want to hone your craft on and it, and it may not happen in the day where you are the best of the best, but if you strive for that, you'll always get pretty close. So I love that quote. Thanks for finding it and sharing with us. And Tammy, where can people find you? If they're like, well, okay, how can I connect with Tammy moving forward? I'm on LinkedIn. Um, easy to find Tammy McQueen. I'm on Twitter as well. Uh, Tammy McQueen and on Instagram, I'm probably going to respond fastest on Twitter or on LinkedIn. Also, um, we're at panoramic.vc. Um, you can re reach out to any one of us on the team 
and would be happy to help in any way that I can and support you if you are um, an entrepreneur with an idea or you're thinking about starting something, would love to chat with you in your marketing or if you just want to chat or you just want to connect on social, I'd love to do so. Well, Tammy, we've enjoyed having you on and I know people took multiple notes on this on how to execute and improve their lives. And as as always say, one up and we'll see you all next time.